Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Last weekend and this weekend, as well as in the weeks to come, wrongfulconvictionday.com. Have a look at this, by the way, wrongfulconvictionday.com. Check out the website. It's going to be acknowledged and spoken about in Canada and the United States. Canadians could be you. I'm not kidding. Canadians who had nothing to do with the vicious crimes, including murder, for which they were convicted and often spent many years in prison. Think about that. Thanksgiving Day, right? Canadians have, who had nothing to do with a crime, vicious crime, including murder, for which they were convicted and spent years in prison before they were found innocent and released. Ronald Dalton is the president of Innocence Canada. Ron Dalton was wrongfully convicted of killing his wife. He's been a guest on this program before. But given the fact that we're talking about Wrongful Conviction Day, and remember, wrongfulconvictionday.com, I've invited Mr. Dalton back, president of Innocence Canada, and he has kindly consented to return. How are you, Ron? What do you think of on Thanksgiving Day? What are the thoughts you have about what happened to you? Well, good afternoon, Roy. Uh, first and foremost, now, a happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners. Thank you. Uh, on, on a day like this, uh, I give thanks to be on this side of prison bars instead of on the other side. But I, I also uh, look at uh, people who are still behind prison bars, people who were there when I was there 30 years ago, whose cases we're still working on. Canada has much to be proud of in our criminal justice system. We've uh, we've recognized the folly of having death penalty uh, when you can't be certain that you're getting cases right, uh, unlike other countries that still impose and, and uh, not only have the death penalty on their books, but they actively use it. So in, in Canada, we can be thankful for that. But we don't want to be so complacent as to think that our justice system is, is perfect. I'm thankful for organizations like Innocence Canada and others. There are other groups at the universities. The UBC has a, has a good innocence project. There's one at the University of, of Ottawa doing some work. We're the only organization doing this work on a national basis in Canada. So if you happen to find yourself in the unfortunate position of being convicted for something that you haven't done, you want to be giving thanks that there is an Innocence Canada yes, sir. organization around. Yes, sir. You spent close to nine years in prison, right? It's true. For a crime you did not commit. James Lockyer was an assistant professor of law at McGill University and the University of Windsor, criminal lawyer for 45 years, and a founding director of Innocence Canada. Mr. Lockyer has been involved in high-profile cases in which he demonstrated the convicted person was in fact innocent of the crime. Think about this now. The whole process, the entire process, convicted a person of a crime they did not commit. And they were sent to prison, in some cases for life. Some cases they actually spend their lives in prison innocent. Some of the names you'll recognize that Mr. Lockyer worked on, the cases he worked on, Guy Paul Morin, first-degree murder. David Milgard, capital murder. James Driscoll, first-degree murder. Stephen Truscott, capital murder. Robert Baltovich, second-degree murder. And there were at least 30 more cases, including that of our other guest, Ronald Dalton. And uh, Rob Baltovich has been a guest on this program talking about his case and how he was convicted of murdering his girlfriend, Elizabeth Bain. But it really was largely the result of sloppy... Um, 
uh, inefficient, let me try to find a better word, police work. James, it's been a long time since we spoke. Actually, <laughs> come to think of it, it hasn't been the last time we spoke was on the day that David Milgar died. Yeah, it wasn't that too long ago. Um, that That's the very, very bad thing of 2022 was David Milgar yes. dying. I, I guess the best you can do on Thanksgiving is give thanks that we had him uh, when we did. Um, but uh, uh, I miss him. Uh, um, Ron and I were uh, were both at his funeral, uh, um, and I was uh, uh, very privileged to give the eulogy for him. 23 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. Yeah, 23 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit. 28 years before people finally accepted that he didn't commit the crime when the DNA results came in in uh, 1997 and the real man got charged uh, uh, 28 years after the event, uh, convicted and uh, died in jail, Larry Fisher, uh, four or five years ago now. Mm-hmm. David was a very interesting, uh, wonderful guy to talk to. I had the opportunity to speak mm-hmm. with him on quite a few occasions. And his, uh, his mother, Joyce, was on the program as she fought valiantly for her son's release. How easy, James, how easy is it? Because people wonder. People say, well, how could it happen? The police get involved. A crown attorney gets involved. You get a defense attorney. You go through the whole court process. And the court and the justice system has to be satisfied that you're guilty before they send you to prison. So how easy is it, and I choose that word easy advisedly, to be wrongfully convicted in Canada? Well, it's easier than most people would think. Um and, and, you know, it, 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 we really shouldn't be surprised. Uh, there are so many human beings involved in the process, uh, pathologists, police, forensic scientists, civilian witnesses who may either uh, uh, be lying or be mistaken, uh, crowns who uh, are over-enthusiastic, uh, uh, defense lawyers who uh, don't do a good job. You know, it's you put all that together, and and and, and you uh, you shouldn't really be surprised that we get you know wrongful convictions. Um, the, the 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 difficult part is uh, uh, setting them aside afterwards. That's that's difficult, time-consuming, uh, and very difficult to do. Ron, remind us of your circumstance, which uh, caused you to be convicted of murdering your wife. In in my case. Uh, uh, back in 1988, I was a 32-year-old bank manager living in a small town in, in Newfoundland with my wife and, and three young children. Uh, my wife experienced a, a choking difficulty at home. We rushed her to the hospital. The emergency room happened to be in the charge of a student doctor who had never intubated a live patient. Uh, didn't think he had much choice but to give it a try. Unfortunately, got it wrong. He put a breathing tube down into her stomach rather than leading to her airway kind of sealed her fate. The following day, a hospital pathologist, not a board certified forensic pathologist, but a hospital lab guy uh, did an autopsy and thought he had a homicide and told the police, you better go speak to the husband. And within an hour of him making that declaration, I was at a police station where I was held through the night and arrested and charged with murder before the sun came up. It was a rush to judgment by people who didn't have the experience or the expertise to properly know what they were doing. Uh, All the police at the time had to do was get a second opinion from a qualified forensic pathologist, and and this whole ordeal would not have transpired for me. 
But too often, that's what happens. People who are used to working together uh, have this thin veneer of authority. People take them at their word and never bother getting the main pieces of evidence checked or double-checked. Scientific method tells you, and I'm no scientist, but uh, the scientific method will tell you that when you've exhausted all the other possibilities, what you're left with is the truth. So for the last 25 years since I've been out of prison, I've been encouraging people in the justice system to challenge everything. If it's the truth, then it'll stand up to challenge. Yeah. If it's not, then you better challenge it, find out that it's not, so you can go in, in the proper direction to, to find the perpetrator, if there is one. In my case, in some of the uh, Charles Smith pediatric forensic cases in Ontario, there was no crime. We've had a number of people convicted for crimes that didn't even happen. James, how difficult is it to persuade the justice system to have another look at a case where somebody was found guilty of murder, specifically Ron? What happens and, and, and what led to the exoneration of Ron Dalton? Well, it's, that's why it's extremely difficult, as I already said earlier. Um, you have to uh, find uh, very substantial, uh, fresh evidence. Um, you then have to go through a, a, a very complex bureaucratic procedure uh, in the minister's office in Ottawa, the justice minister. That's your only uh, remedy for a wrongly convicted person who's already be assuming he's been through or she has been through the appeal system. And um, it's an extraordinarily slow process. And the present minister and the present government has promised to bring in a whole new system uh, and create a, a new uh, tribunal that will be independent of government, independent of the minister, and will have uh, w will itself make the decisions on uh, whether someone has been wrongly convicted. And, and the Liberals have been promising this for a while, and uh, we know that they are uh, they're working on it. Uh, you know, it's all very slow, but uh, we sure hope that uh, we're going to get it uh, during the course of this mandate. Where Ron's case is concerned, um, it was uh, uh, new pathology evidence. Uh, uh, Ron uh, and, and a lawyer, Jerome Kennedy, uh, put together a whole bunch of uh, pathologists from uh, around the world, really, uh, all of whom said that the pathology suggesting that his wife was a victim of murder was nonsense. In fact, uh, the... Um, the justification for charging Rom with murder was that uh, she showed signs of being having been strangled. Uh, in fact, all the physical signs on Ron's wife's body uh, had been caused uh, by the uh, paramedics and the medics trying to revive her. Um, so uh, in doing so, they created uh, marks that were then interpreted as being... Uh, uh, strangulation uh, by, uh, by, by Ron, her husband. So you, neither of you has any doubt that in prison right now, on Thanksgiving Day 2022, serving potentially life sentences or 10 or 20 year sentences, and maybe have been in prison for 10, 20 years, there's no doubt in your minds that innocent people are going through that right now. Yes? Absolutely. Wrong. Yep. What should the average Canadian no. What can we do as, as people in this country? I mean, there will always be people who hear Ron's story, hear Rob Baltovich's story, hear you, James, and say, my God, I had no idea. What can we do? What's, what's our, what's our, what are our options? 
Roy, I think what, what people have to know is that if it happened to me, it could happen to you. And if and when it happens to you, then you better hope that there's a James Lockyer or an Innocence Canada type organization around to help you out. Because there is no formal mechanism in the Canadian Criminal Code to correct wrongful convictions. The code doesn't even contemplate that mistakes could be made. It's taken us 30 years now to have enough credibility when we walk into court that they take us more seriously now than they did on some of our earlier cases. Uh, when you speak of websites for people to have a look at, uh, wrongfulconvictionday.com is, is a good one, but our website is innocencecanada.com. It'll give you a bit of history about what we've done. But what we need for change to happen in this country, and, and Reuben Hurricane Carter, who was once our, our executive director, used to say that uh, nothing will change until people uh, get as mad and angry as the people it's happened to, uh, when the general public get as mad and angry about this issue as the people who've had to live through the ordeal. Yeah. We, we need much greater awareness. We need people to lean on their politicians. We need to uh, ask our politicians to follow through on the several public inquiries and recommendations going back to the Donald Marshall inquiry, an inquiry looking into my own case. Uh, there's been seven public inquiries across the country, five of whom have all included a recommendation to create an independent, publicly funded body to do the type of work that Innocence Canada is doing as a nonprofit organization. The only thing standing between uh, myself or you, Roy, God forbid, uh, if you find yourself in this situation and a life sentence that uh, you can't escape from is a bunch of do-gooders who get together and spend half of their time raising money to exist and the other half fighting to overturn these cases. And are there more cases, more people left behind? Certainly. We're, we're currently working on 110 cases in our office. We have 10 pending before the uh, Justice Minister in Ottawa at the moment. And those are all cases where we're convinced that there's been a, a serious miscarriage of justice. Just glad you exist. Really just glad you exist. Uh, Reuben Carter was in the studio with me, sitting yeah. <laughs> three feet away from me on, on two or three occasions. And the stories he told and the, the, the passion that he brought to this situation was just absolutely incredible. Uh, James, let me come back to David Milgard. We have about a minute and a half here. What always struck me was about David and his case was after 15 years, he was offered the opportunity to get out. Just tell us you're guilty. Just admit that you did it, and we'll make sure you get out. And he said, no, I didn't do it. And uh, he served another eight years. I asked him about that, and he said, look, I didn't commit the crime. I wasn't about to, to admit to it. He was just absolutely remarkable. And are there, are there other David Milgards, personalities, real people with really wonderful characters in the prisons? Yeah, I mean there are the the people that uh, that I've been involved with over the years, and they range from a fourteen year old boy to mothers of infants to uh, in, indigenous uh, uh, black black people, uh, and uh, indeed, in, in we haven't had any radio personalities yet. You'll be pleased to know, Roy, but uh, we relieved. We've had a court of appeal judge from uh, Quebec uh, wrongly convicted of the murder of his wife. Uh, you can't go much higher than that. No. Um, uh, and, and they've all been extraordinary people, uh, really without exception, Ron being, of course, one of them, too. Okay. Uh, but, but, but you're right. Uh, David, in, in many ways, really did stand out because 
having uh, uh, finally uh, been set free and having finally been recognized as innocent mm -hmm. uh, after the DNA results came in, he devoted the rest of his life to trying to help other people who were in prison who were wrongly convicted. Yes, right now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.